Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mind If I Crash. Episode 19, I believe. And today we have a guest who just kicked off his comedy career this February and has had great success ever since. We're going to be covering all the stand-up topics today with our guest, Brennan Rigda. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. I'm you glad. Ha- you popped my cherry in the uh, podcast person to person. I've only been doing it <laughs> oh, over Zoom you did call. It virtual. Yeah, it was a Zoom call. That's why you asked. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense yeah, then. Yeah, because I was just like, uh, I was like, well, I've been doing it over Zoom and I'm like, is it going to be in person? You're like, is that cool? I'm like, is it fucking cool? I would love to see another fucking face. <laughs> Any chance I get. For real. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So I know you just kicked it off. Um, I've definitely, I've watched uh, one of your stand-up bits, and it's fucking funny, dude. I mean. Thank you, man. Thank it, you. You know how to get people engaged. It's awesome. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I mean, I uh, I literally, like, the writing process that goes into it is just like me writing down a couple sentences what I think is funny I say it out loud and I record it like by myself like a psychopath in my in my own bedroom I I mean I I even have my own little karaoke machine downstairs so I know how to hold the mic with like different jokes and everything you be practicing that shit in your underwear don't you oh yeah all the time I mean I'll, I'll do it naked I mean yes. <laughs> I'm most comfortable naked so <laughs> I'll strip down right now. <laughs> I love that. So that that honestly, that breaks us right into like one of the main questions I wanted to ask you. And really, it's what goes into making a good joke, especially for you. You know what? You said you write things down. Walk us through that process of like what start to finish, how a joke can come to life for you and where you pull some of that inspiration. Um. Well, I'll kind of work backwards from what you asked. Okay. So like inspiration wise. Um, a lot of the shit that I talk about is stuff that's actually happened to me in real life. And then I'll just build jokes based off of like what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like I have this joke that I'm working on right now where, um, uh, as a big guy, you know, you can't see me now, but I'm a a, a fatter guy. Um, I'm on the elliptical and, uh, my thighs rub together when I'm on the elliptical so much that that I look like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Jesus Christ. Would you fuck me? (laughs) I'd fuck me. So, like, I mean, it all comes from, like, stuff that's happened to me. And, like, um, I mean, writing it down, I I literally just, I I think of the story. I write it down, and then um, I talk it out loud. And I'm like, oh, a punchline can go here. A punchline can go there. You know, maybe I don't need this area. Maybe I'm just talking too much about one topic right now. I'll take that out. And then, like I said, I'll, I'll record it. Um, I'll listen back. And if I think that it's funny enough to stay on, uh, stay on stage, then I'll, I'll take it to stage. You'll for use sure. it. Yeah. So there are times, like, obviously, I know there there is. I've, I've heard literally comedians say this on stage. Um but there's times where like you'll you'll put something out I'm sure that you think is absolutely fucking hilarious and then you don't get the response you need. Do you hit them just like with the all right, not going to use that one again. Right. Yeah, I uh I, <laughs> I was actually at uh, a gay bar last night doing an open mic. Oh, I got stories about that shit. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I uh I mean, like there's definitely certain crowds, certain areas where you can tell like this joke and it doesn't even have to be like about race or politics or anything like that. Like I had, um, like I had this joke about me being fat and my mom calling like the worst name that I was ever called wasn't from a kid in school. It was by my own mom. She referred uh-huh. to me as the husky type, 
and like like I got at the funny stop in Akron, I got a a nice laugh from that. But at this gay bar, it was like, oh, oh no, someone's body shaming you. Yeah, for yeah. So it was yeah. like that. So I guess it's just like you got to try jokes different places, and I mean, like you'll get different reactions every Read time. The room, right? yeah, exactly. But um, I think I'm starting to build up enough of a catalog of jokes to where like I know. Certain jokes would work here. Certain jokes would work there. I mm-hmm. mean, I have maybe about like thirty minutes of material right now, so which is good. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely good. Um, I haven't thought about doing like an album or anything. I don't think I'm close to that yet. But what is that? What What does an album mean? So, like, when I'm talking like a comedy album, it's basically um, just the audio of a special, so no video. Something that I can put onto like Spotify or like kind of like this, right? Exactly. Yes. Uh, Just like basically, like you know, like um, set up uh, what's it called? Like um, different tracks of just different jokes and stuff, and like labeling the jokes and everything like that. Okay. So yeah, just basically everything except the the visual representation of what's going on. Gotcha. And typically, it's just like 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 joke or story by story and then it cuts and i see i right. is that what it means yeah, okay. yeah yeah definitely i definitely understand that um so third i mean 30 minutes is a long time to, to cover and i had someone on last not last week but just a few days ago um and she she kind of studied with like doing doing a few tech things and it led her into doing stand-ups oh. when she was in college and it was about 15 minutes. Um, she went through like what she said was like somewhat of like a trial, like a tryout phase. You go on. There's like three people there. You kind of say your bit mm-hmm. and they'll give you the yay or nay. Is that true pretty much everywhere? Um. So, I mean, the only time that I have like officially auditioned for a show was someone came to an open mic and watched me perform and was like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll have you on like this this date like on this friday to come to a show so i haven't really had like uh come here say a bit and then leave type of like audition it's more Mm -hmm. of like uh just seeing me perform it live which is good though because that means people want you to come do it for them exactly so like i i would be horrifying if i was in a room with like four people trying to know they're judging you literally their main goal is to critique you and they're not even like laughing at your jokes they're like hmm funny Nice, nice, <laughs> funny. That's good. Like, I, you can't really get a correct reaction out of it if you're just in a room with a couple people rather than being on stage with a microphone, you know? Yeah. Um, that, yeah. I, I Honestly, I give you credit. There is no chance in hell that I could even do something like that. <laughs> um, so where did you pull some of your inspiration from? Like, Growing up, who did you really enjoy? And even now, like, do you pull inspiration from other comedians? Yeah. So I'll. Uh, so when I was a when I was a kid, I the first comedy album that I listened to was Bill Burr. Uh, you people are all the same, and I think I listened to that maybe. 300 400 times damn like, dude like i i i loved that that hour so much and like it led me into listening to um pandora comedy radio um and like just starting to figure out like all these like uh comedians i've never heard of before funny story actually when i was in fifth grade um i well up to fifth grade i watched uh tv while going to sleep and like uh, I, I still I, do, bro. Yeah, I <clears throat> so I'd fall asleep watching TV, and a lot of 
<clears throat> excuse me, a lot of the times that I was listening or what I was watching, excuse me, uh, was Comedy Central. Just anything that was on Comedy Central, I'd fall asleep to. Uh-huh. My parents got pissed off. They're like, "You're not getting a good night of sleep with the with the TV on all night." So actually, um, ever since like fifth, sixth grade, I've been falling asleep to just either comedy, like stand up comedy, or like podcasts now and more recent. And just leave the audio playing. We I'll go. I'll either go on uh, like Spotify and just like listen to someone's hour, and I'll fall asleep to that. Or I'll bring up YouTube and just listen to a podcast and just fall asleep to that. But it's, it has to be comedy, like comedic based. Like right, it can't right. be like, like a murder podcast or anything like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I, it's boring. It's so boring that I can't fall asleep to it. You know, mm-hmm. I I have to listen to and I I tried to like when I would like spend the night over people's houses. Like since I you know would fall asleep with listening to this stuff after that, like. I would find out that I couldn't fall asleep because I just have all these thought like thoughts in my head, right? And I couldn't fall asleep because I would just keep thinking and thinking and thinking. And then, like, as soon as I started like listening to that, I mean, it, it instantly, instantly just made me fall asleep. I was able to listen to this crash, and I was good. I like that, honestly. So, I'm I'm the type of little weirdo like when I was like in college and shit because I've uh, this has been my life my entire life like I always have to watch or listen to something right but like people would like like have to like say I'm sleeping in their living room and like they have to use the restroom like they'd come out and I'd be like hovered over and like with a blanket and my phone just like watching <laughs> something just looking like a little weirdo they're probably like dude what are you doing watching porn in my fuck don't worry don't worry I'm just watching a podcast don't worry <laughs> you know yeah. just goofy shit like that um so. Um, we did talk before the show. Um, you know, you you listen to King and the Sting. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have any you know fan favorites on comedy podcasts? Uh, your go tos? Yeah. So um, more recently, I've been listening to The Bonfire with Dan Soder and Big J Okerson. Uh, it's like a serious XM show, but someone uh, puts it onto YouTube. I listen oh, that's to nice. uh, Bill Burt. Bot, uh, podcast with Bill Burr and um, Burt Kreischer. Yeah, always smoking cigars and drinking whiskey and yeah, shit. Hell yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. And uh, King of the Sting, I love King of the Sting. I actually got put on by that because I listened to The Fighter and the Kid with Brendan Schaub and uh, okay, so you like Brian Brennan. Cowan. Oh yeah, yeah, I love him. I follow him on Instagram, and yeah, I, I, you probably if you followed me, you'd see me liking all of his pics for that's, sure. That's good. That's yeah, awesome. Part of the bike gang, thick boy club, thick boy shit. Seriously though, I think it's kind of fucked up that the old like picks picks at him like that because he's really not that big. No, um, no, he's just a huge man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I got put on to Theo first. So I found out who Theo was because he would drop quick snippets of like him on his own podcast doing just weird shit. Saying, you know how Theo is. He says ridiculous shit. Right. And immediately I was just like, whatever these dudes are doing, it is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to keep doing Like, I want to do that type of shit. Right, right. Um, yeah, definitely. So I get it. You know, like, yeah, 100%. It's weird how we do two separate things. Both entertainment in their own ways, but we pull inspiration the same way. Right. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, that is kind of cool. I uh, I love um, Theo Vaughn when he had his Comedy Central show. Uh, oh, my God. That sh- with, with like where he goes to Bobby Lee's house and tries to like help him. He goes yeah. to a bunch of people's houses. Yeah, it's a that great, shit that is was funny. a great show. I, I 
totally pissed off that they took that off. But yeah. Comedy, Comedy that was Central a while ago too. Bitch, like what, yeah. three years ago or something? Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit more. But that's crazy how time flies mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, no, that that's funny shit, and I'm <laughs> I'm actually glad you brought that up. Um, so there's lots of different stand-up types. Um, you know, some people do impersonations. Some people do the shit with the dolls. I don't ventriloquist, right? That's mm-hmm. what it's called. Yeah. Um, some people tell <laughs> stories. There's so many different styles of stand-up. In when you're actually like living that life, do these subjects have their own names or is it literally what I just said? Like that's an impersonation comedian. That's a ventriloquist. Well, I mean, ventriloquist you can't really get out of because, you know, it's you're holding a puppet the whole time. But mm-hmm. uh, but like impersonations, I mean, like I see people all the time do uh, just like impersonations in their acts, like uh, what if like Arnold Schwarzenegger like walked into a store like ah give me a muffin or something like that, mm-hmm. just something like that where it's like they can fit it into a punchline and then go on to tell like a story. So do like, their own shit too. Right, exactly. So it doesn't have to be like labeled, I guess. But um, I mean, a funny funny story. Um, I actually lied to you before the podcast by saying the first time on stage was my sophomore year. Uh-huh. First time on stage in front of a crowd was uh, in middle school, my seventh grade year. Um, I wanted to do the talent show, and um, I wanted to write jokes to make fun of the teachers. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought the best way to do it was to have, like, of to do ventro uh, a ventriloquist act, but I instead had my friend sit on my lap and he like drew like the lines going down and he pretended to act like a puppet uh, and stuff. Yeah. So I would ask him questions, like I, me and him were like writing down like funny jokes and stuff like that. We'll, what we can say about the teachers that wouldn't you know piss him off or uh, we get suspended or whatever. So we just basically roast, we clean roasted our teachers, and I would like say like a question, and then he would drop the punchline as the as the dummy. But um, I mean, that was that was so much fun, and I think people from my school still remember like that. I actually had someone message me the other day saying like, "Hey, where can I like watch your stuff?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I have a couple like Facebook. Like, here's like another video you can watch." Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "I remember you on stage seventh grade year w- doing the dummy act." And I'm like, "Yeah, man. look at you now." Yeah, man. look at you now, man, doing <laughs> open mics and shows from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you go. Right. <laughs> and that's funny, too, that you even bring that up because it's like you start doing anything entertainment and people really want to fuck around and think you're famous. You know, like I, if I go out anywhere and it, especially if it's in Amherst, people start coming up to me like, dude, the fucking podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, what can what can we do for you? And I'm like, nothing, dude. Like, it's literally in a fucking office in my, in my home. Like, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, right. That's you funny know? you say that because, like, I go out to bars with my friends and, you know, we'll get a little drunk or whatever. And my friends will be like, hey, he's a stand-up comedian. And I'll just, like, be like that. And I'm like, yeah, I, I do stand-up. And they're like, oh, yeah, tell me a joke. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that. a... This is a perfect place in a crowded bar where you could barely fucking hear me right, to tell you're a joke. Screaming in his fucking ear. <laughs> to tell a joke that takes a minute to fucking get get into. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I definitely see that happening a lot more in my future for sure. But uh, I mean, it, don't get me wrong, I love it. I love I love when people. Oh yeah, are like, when people show love hey, for sure. Hey, my friends are staying up comedian. I'm like, nah, stop it, stop mm. it, you. You know. So you I do definitely have love to it. make some some sort of kickback 
when people start putting you on the spot. Right. Tell me a joke. Because you'll get that until the fucking end of time if oh, you let them do that. You oh, know? for sure. Yeah. My, they're like, uh, I'm like, well, I'm not. They ask me, like, oh, tell me a joke. I'm like, well, it's not really the time and place to tell you a joke. Like, you can listen to my stuff. They're like, come on, funny guy. Tell me a joke. Yeah. And I'll just do like a one-liner. Like, uh, uh, the last one I did was uh, what do you call a man with no arms and no legs sitting in the middle of the ocean? Bob. Damn. <laughs> so do like, you get do you get a good response when you do that shit? No, Just usually they walk simmer? away. So that that's the kind of the response that I want. So they walk away like this motherfucker. <laughs> but I mean, like, I mean, it's a difference though. Like, say, like a, a guy comes up to me at a bar, asks for a joke. I'm like, oh, I'm not really gonna do that. And then say, like, a girl walks up to me and be like, Hey, tell me a joke, funny guy. I'm like, she's oh, getting that fucking joke. Yeah, she's getting a joke. And she might get a drink afterwards. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So I mean. I, I I am really excited to see what happens, but I definitely know that's going to get annoying in the future if I keep pursuing this career, for sure. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, I, I guess that that comes with it, though. Um, you know, right. that's, I guess, entertainment. Um, now, how is it in the, in the Cleveland area? I have a lot of friends that enjoy going to shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for the most part, on the outside looking in, I just call it the Cleveland area because that's pretty much where most of it is. Right, right. Um, But, like, how is that community? Do you guys help each other? Do you guys collab? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, a lot of other other comics that I see um, at, like, open mics and stuff definitely – like say like hey like what about this joke like what do you think about this joke ah oh, it's funny but I, I don't know maybe keep working on it or yeah that's funny that's funny or don't don't say that at mm-hmm. all tonight so we definitely in that sense help each other out but it's mostly um, like getting to getting to uh, an open mic night or like a set that night and just bullshitting with each other kind of getting loose before the show kind of just like calming down and stuff because if you're if you're by yourself before a show, and which I've done before, I mean, it's like all you can think of is like, well, what am I going to make sure I do this joke? Make sure I do this joke? Make sure oh, I, yeah. You'll but, drive yourself fucking mad. Right, doing right. That. So it's definitely a help with other comics being there um, in that sense. But uh, like collabing, um, I haven't seen much like collabing wise. Maybe like, uh, hey, you're funny. You should check out this spot. Do like an open mic there. Hey, you're, you're kind of funny. Like you... Uh, you should audition for like a show of mine and you know, it kind of like all tumbles from there. So, so it's pretty cool. Networking and things like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And a lot more people are on Facebook than I, I realize because I, I know that's, you know, that's top tier. Facebook's top tier, but you know, Twitter's free. You don't got to (laughs) pay. You don't Mm got to pay to get a Twitter. You don't got to pay to get an Instagram. So, um, Definitely, because uh, I've been off Facebook for a while. I'll be honest with you. I didn't post anything for like three years before. That's how our generation is, bro. We yeah. don't we don't fuck with Facebook. And then I became a professional, and I was like, oh, I have to use Facebook. Exactly, you old bastards don't fucking know how to use Twitter. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, which Twitter is way funnier? But right. whatever. Yeah, I'm debating on whether or not I should make a new Facebook because I have my both my grandparents on there, yeah. and uh, I, I tell some. I mean, I'm not a I don't think I would call myself a dirty comic, but I mean, some of my jokes are definitely raunchy. Yo, pause. Dude, I listened to your shit. You literally (laughs) talked about your ex-girlfriend getting a dick. (laughs) So for anyone that doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about, uh, he 100% 
told this 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 bit about uh, your ex girlfriend, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, going through a transition, and like talk. They, did you use that at the gay bar? I'm, I'm assuming no. no. Okay. I, 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 Probably for the best. Because they would have been like, <laughs> yeah. fucking get him off this. But it was funny, dude. It was fucking funny. And I'm like, damn, like this is some raunchy shit. Yeah. But that's comedy. You know, you got to push the bar. That's why I love for Bill sure. Burr. He doesn't give a fuck. He'll say right. whatever the fuck he wants. So I like to tell jokes, like say if I'm touching like a iffy t- subject, like, you know, like trans people. I'll use it against myself so it's funnier. Uh So in this case, I had an ex-girlfriend who transitioned into a man and went from from, um, Brittany to Brandon. Mm -hmm. And my name is Brennan. So, I mean... Oddly similar. Oddly similar, yeah. I mean, like, people who don't know, like, don't, like, say, like, hey, I'm Brennan. Brandon? No, Brennan. And so... You probably get that daily. Oh, yeah, every day. So, I mean, like, it. so I like to use, like, jokes like that. And then I have, like, this other joke about, like, uh, when I was in school when I was younger, I used to get name calls like uh, Fat Ass, Lard Ass, Fatty McGee, Gay, you know, the classics. So, <laughs> like, I use it all against myself so right. that people don't get mad because I'm not pointing any other gay person out, like... I'm saying that people called me gay. Like, right. I wasn't even gay, and people were calling me gay. You know, you uh-huh. know. I get so. that. Which is smart. I mean, it's it's honestly, especially the way cancel culture is, oh, people are yeah. looking for a fucking reason right. nowadays, dude. Right. Um, oh, funny thing about cancel culture, I actually went through my Twitter the other day, and I scrolled all the way to the fucking bottom of it, and I was just like, make sure I didn't put anything that I don't want right. people to see in, the, in 10 years from now, because it will come up. It will yeah. come up. I mean, fucking Kevin Hart had a joke about um, having uh, his son was, like, being humped by another oh, kid. Yeah. And he got stripped from hosting the, was it the Oscars the or the Grammys? Emmys? or some the shit, The Grammys, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it was a joke from, like, 10 years prior, too. And when never, that was okay, like, you could, you, I mean, it's still okay. Yeah. Shut the, just shut the fuck up, right. cancel culture. Exactly. And the thing is that people don't understand that, like, when you get canceled for a joke, there's people in the audience laughing at that joke. Right. So who are you more mad at? The people who find that funny or the person who said it, you know? Yeah. So, like, cancel culture is a pain in the ass, and I hope I never have to deal with that in my future. Yeah. But definitely taking precautions to make sure I don't have to. I mean, I've noticed that, like, entertain entertainers in general, no matter what you do from music to comedy to YouTube, it doesn't matter – they're starting to voice their opinions and concerns about cancel culture. I mean, just in this month alone, a lot has happened, a lot of allegations, a lot of shit. And it's, it's mostly a, a, you know, a, f- a few loud people where the silent ones just follow behind. You know, mm-hmm. they don't know. They don't know any better. Right. If you say it, people will believe it. That's the world we live in nowadays. Right. So right. when you look at... Who do people idolize? It's entertainment. It always has been and has been right. far before we were here and long after we're gone. You know, it's always going to be that way. So For I sure. think that that is going to get nipped in the butt here probably in like the next five years. I see cancel culture getting canceled, literally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it can't last for more than five, ten years going down the road for sure because it's like at one point, like, I mean, right now what the entertainment business is doing wrong is because i mean it's liberal mostly entertainment's liberal is that they're just letting it happen rather than like 
jabbing at it and like right. going back fighting it fighting it it's just mm-hmm. they're just letting it happen and then it, it takes over so it's like it when you stop giving the 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 cancel twitter feed you know when you stop giving them uh attention that spotlight when, right, right exactly well while the entertainment industry is really just trying to focus on like being the bigger person mm-hmm. that doesn't get you anywhere in this day and age you have to low-key dog someone's shit like yeah. you have to go out it and literally like attack them back exactly yeah exactly i mean it's to the point where it's like you 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 said like uh uh like back when like we were kids like it's not acceptable now it's like hey stop being a fag you know like that has totally got got rid of like everyone's vocabulary Mm -hmm. maybe for the better maybe for the better but it's like now it's to the point where it's just like don't say that because it makes me feel uncomfortable and it's we were just talking about like chicken or something you know Mm -hmm. like anyone can get offended by anything like that's like a lot of comedians say like i come to tell my jokes to because i think what's funny and what's going to make you laugh that's what i'm going to say like i don't know i might be talking about a, a couch like a bit about a couch and you ended up getting raped by your uncle on a couch. That's why you've, you're offended. And like, you're triggered, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it can go every way that you, you know, you bring it in to yourself, but you know, that might not be the intention of what the comedian was trying to say, you yeah. know? And a lot of times that gets lost in the crowd. And I can respect that. Mm-hmm. Now, going back a little bit, you did mention you were considering making a new Facebook because you have, you know, your grandparents or grandma and yeah, things well, like that. a lot of family. <laughs> and, uh, dude, I get it. Like, for someone whose platform is literally, it, you know, this is all based on, like, mocking my drug addiction. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% get it. Right. You know, I put this out and, like. My grandma will like heart it, and I'm like, I really hope you did not listen to that. Like, I, for <laughs> right. the love of the, God, please do not listen to that <laughs> stuff. So I get it, but at the same time, too, it's just like, you know, that's another thing. You know, like it's, it's not something that's very common. You don't know too many comedians. You don't know too many entertainers. So. I guess we're always going to worry what our family thinks. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they want us to be happy, I'm right, sure. Right. You still don't want them hearing any, any of that shit. <laughs> exactly. Which I get, 100%. Because that always follows up with an awkward conversation, and then maybe you don't speak next Thanksgiving, and by Christmas time, you're fine. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> time heals all. Um, so, you know, what, what are some goals of yours here in, say, maybe the next year? Um, to next five years, like where, where, what do you really want to do um, to take you and your brand to the next level? Um, so my ultimate goal, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to, I think I'm far away from it now, but to have like a special um, 30 minute hour special, like I would love to have that. But for right now, my goal is to be a headliner at a venue is to have people come in um, look on the website. Hey, who's going to be there this weekend? Oh, Brennan Rigda, funny guy. I'm going to buy tickets because I want to see Brennan Rigda. You mm-hmm. know, so like that's that's my main goal is to get my name on the headliner venue. You know, and is it something you would? I mean, you got to tell me if this is just not how it works. It's fine, but is it something like you would do? You know, every day or at least like every, all weekend. How do how does that kind of stuff work? Like, if you were a headliner for one particular place. Mm-hmm. Is it something that you're doing like Friday to Sunday? How how would that work usually? Yeah. So 
like uh usually they hire people for like the weekend so like they do like a friday date or a saturday date or like some venues they do like uh like they they either do like a friday saturday sunday thing like come um buy tickets for the weekend mm-hmm. or they do like a early show friday late show friday early show saturday late show saturday you right. know so speaking of Brennan shop he actually usually does that I'm yeah pretty right sure. yeah that's usually more of the big name guys who are able to sell out uh multiple shows multiple shows in the day. same day yeah for sure so i mean i guess i guess uh to, in order to do that i mean like right now i'm i'm on the grind like i try yeah. i try to go to every open mic weekly like no matter how my work schedule is like i always try to fit it in to at least go on stage and do five minutes to eight minutes, 10 minutes worth of material that night. And, you know, I might just leave right after I might stay to watch other comics and stuff and support right. uh, local comedy and whatever. But you know, my, I guess right now is what I'm building to is working like every single weekday to be able to work on the weekend. You know what right. I mean? And get your name out. Honestly, exactly. you make time for what you love. So like in, in your case, you're putting a lot like all of your, your free time to the side. You know, oh, yeah. especially like on if you're taking up your weekends, right? Um, to to pursue something to, that you know you love and you're passionate about, so mm-hmm. it is a grind, man. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I work I work late too, so like sometimes I'll get off at like six thirty, and I have to make like an eight o'clock show like an hour away. So I just gotta yep. either like like that day, like I'll just pack like extra clothes, like forget a shower, and I just gotta go. Run Some it. days I have a little time to be home for ten minutes and you know pack up and leave and stuff but yeah it's definitely definitely a grind and i've probably this is like the past like month is the hardest i've ever worked at something for sure and that's awesome yeah i've had uh i have a list on my phone in my notes right now of all the jobs that i've had it's over 15 so like i've Damn, been <laughs> so i've had a lot and i'm 22 so i mean like that within 6 years of being on, be able to be on payroll like i've had a lot of jobs mm-hmm. and i've been oh I've oh, oh seen i see a lot what you're saying things. yeah i thought you meant you had 15 stand up okay no you meaning mean like, actual okay yeah yeah right right not yeah. saying stand up is not your actual job right. i don't mean it that way <laughs> um so in a way, like that's that's what a lot of the comedians reminisce on, though, is is the grinding and not having shit and making the name for themselves. Right. Like a, I literally all the time, I, I will listen to these guys like reminisce on the times of what it was like coming up in the comedy business mm-hmm. and like how just fun it is and watching your peers come up and like sometimes the people you don't expect make it. It's all those scenarios that kind of make things worth it. Yeah, it's the ones sure. who grind. You know, you miss literally like classic quote, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Right. If you're getting yourself, your name, your your word and your brand out there, eventually that shit's going to stick. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're going right. to say it in front of the right person at the right time and everything will work itself out. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, like uh I'm I see open I see open micers all the time. Like it's not just like 20 30 year olds like i've seen 40 50 even 60 year olds like still trying to pursue that dream of comedy and like maybe Mm -hmm. they're not going every day to do open mics but they're still doing like two days a week trying to just get their name out and i mean it may be more of a hobby for them but like they're still trying to do comedy in some sense right right um so so tell me this if you had full control of a tour 
what would be your your dream lineup? Like, what comedians, if you could bring anyone, are you bringing with you? Oh, that's a great question. That is actually the best question. <laughs> um, well, for starters, I'd have to bring my 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 one original guy, Bill Burr. If I had to, I'd bring Bill Burr. I would bring Dan Soder. Um, I really like uh, uh, what's his name. Um, he's in. I'm not sure if he's put out any new stuff. His name's Tommy Jonigan. I started listening to him when I was like 15, and I still listen to all of his old bits and stuff. Hilarious guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's three. I, one more would probably be. Hmm. And I'd have to say Theo Vaughn because I mean, Word. like he, like he doesn't even seem like he writes jokes. He just no, seems like he, he just goes up there. He just goes up there and talks, and anything that comes out of his mouth is just like hilarious, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, definitely me and those four other guys would probably be the dream. If I had a fifth guy, it would be Dave Chappelle. If I had a fifth guy, for sure, Dave Chappelle. Talk about just amazing, just able to pull in an audience into oh a gosh. story yeah dude you're in there just buckle the seatbelt he'll tell you when the fucking ride's over right exactly you know, I, I like that what like and honestly like he i've heard him go up to like the laugh factory in california or new york um and go up there and do three four hours of material that he has Jeez. and like i would I would love to just be there for three hours and mm-hmm. get hammered and just listen to Dave Chappelle just talk for three, four hours at a time. Like that would that would be amazing. But yeah. like, I, 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 his specials aren't long enough for sure. I love, I love his comedy. Yeah, he's one comedian for sure. That when the special ends, I'm sad. You know, like I feel upset mm-hmm. once it's over. Like, damn, I wish that shit was still going. I think he, his first time on Letterman was when he was twenty. Damn. Yeah, so he's been in, I mean, he's been doing comedy since like 95, I think. Yeah, so also been, an Ohio boy, right? Ohio boy, yeah. Thought so. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where, Well, though. he originated from D.C. area, but okay. he lives, I think, in the Akron Bath area, kind of where like uh, LeBron used to live and yeah. stuff like that, so I think he's over there, but yeah, man. I, I Jeffrey Dahmer as well, <laughs> for anyone interested. Yeah, all the... Yeah. All the funny people and serial killers. There's no there's no in between. Oh, man. Honestly, speaking of a just a weird situation, uh, one of my 15 jobs uh, as a kid, um, I was uh, attempted to be an electrician. So we would drive all over. No and do way. Shit. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Terrible. Fucking hate that shit. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I was it. on I was on the job for two days being uh, apprentice for an electrician. And the guy who was teaching me got zapped like 40 times in like one day. And I'm like, I don't think you're the guy to be teaching right. people. Right. <laughs> Miss me with that, dog. Some of them are cool with it, too. They'll let their fingers fry. And I'm like, bro, yeah. what's going on? Um, yeah. You, you know you're bad at your job when they're literally paying you dog shit. Like, they're paying me probably like whatever minimum wage was mm-hmm. to work 40-hour weeks and right. do all this shit. And then they still sit you down like, if you don't pick it up, we're going to have to let you go. I said, bitch, y'all don't pay me nothing anyway. Yeah. I can make more money standing outside with a fucking sign. I'm making sign. minimum wage. You're giving, you're giving me the minimum requirement the right. law makes you. If you could pay me less, you would. Exactly. You know, and you're going to sit me down and tell me I need to pick it up. Pick up 
pick up my check. <laughs> you know? right. Let, Turn around. Go get my fucking check, yeah. you fucking asshole. Right, exactly. Um, so we were out in this job out in that Akron Stowe area, and uh, the homeowners come home, and they're just like, yeah. The, the, the foreman was like, I really like this house. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's a really good area. LeBron's not too far away. And uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's parents live on that house right there. And I just looked at her and I said, why would you say that? Like, <laughs> where do you find security in telling anyone that? Like, That's where he killed his first rabbit, right. killed his first dog. He was thinking about killing a kid there, but he didn't. <laughs> and he actually killed the kid there. There was two different places. But right. Yeah. Like, what type of creepy shit was that? And she just was, like, proud to say it, like, Jeffrey Dahmer residence and I was just like you fucking weirdo I'm getting out of Akron now you know hate that shit um, so you picked your dream your dream lineup for your comedy tour what are some major locations you're going like what are what are some you said laugh at well you didn't say laugh factors where you want to go mm-hmm. but that's like an iconic spot oh yeah for, for sure all comedian i think every comedian who's worth a damn has been to laugh factory at right some point. yeah so i mean definitely like the comedy strip in la for sure hit all those places up um i mean manhattan for sure i would love to go to like uh houston um do uh jokes there vegas um Denver um I mean Chicago uh, go out and see Theo out there in Nashville yeah, yeah. it looks like that shit's kind of cool over there yeah I would love to go to Nashville for sure um uh Boston would love to go to Boston uh um I mean don't go to Florida no, I Florida can't. man will get you. <laughs> I went on vacation when I was a kid, and my dad's like, "Hey, we're going to, we're going to Disney World," and I'm like, "Yeah, we're going to Disney World." And we stayed at this place, and uh, um, my dad called the landlord who was letting us uh, rent the place for the week. Um, he's like, "Hey, we made it, you know, like everything," and uh, he's like, "All right, I left the key in in the Dropbox area. Just put this code in, get the key. Uh, don't go outside after eight. And my dad's like, what? Don't go out. Don't go outside after like 730. Don't go outside at 730. <laughs> He's like, call me. Actually, be safe. He's like, he goes, get eat dinner by six. Be bed by seven. <laughs> oh don't listen to what's going on outside. You will you will be scarred. Yeah, my dude was in Kissimmee, known for uh, Crips, Bloods, and hella homosexuals. So that's a, that's a real fact. That's probably where you were. Mm-hmm. Kissimmee, Florida um, is built on a strip that literally is the craziest storefronts you'll ever see. Leads you right into the entrance of D- uh, Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Uh, hella gang violence. And that entire strip of those wild storefronts was literally built by this ginormous gay community. Uh, wow. Weird Florida fact. I lived there um, <laughs> for a while. And uh, you learn weird shit. Florida's a weird fucking place to be Mm -hmm. um, and would never suggest anyone live there, honestly. Yeah. Unless you're old and, like, ready to retire, then don't. Yeah, and you're in a community. You're in a gated community. You're safe. Uh, I mean, you'll have your occasional, you know, uh, bath salts jumping over the fence, trying Mm -hmm. to gnaw your arm off. But, you know, that's Florida. That's Florida. Yeah, that's Florida. I'm – if – if I am in Florida, I'm that guy jumping over your fence. Yeah. I'm on basalt ha- jumping into the gated community. Have you ever for sure. have you ever played the Florida game before? What's that? So you look up a date 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida man. So that's, yeah, that's why, like, it's a running joke in Florida. Like, if people are like, oh, yeah, like, you know, something like, oh, this is why we came to Florida. You're not worried about Florida man? I guess it's a lot funnier to people in Florida. (laughs) But if you guys still do the game, then you know it's a thing. Right, exactly. You search your birthday, and you're like, oh, that's my Florida man. (laughs) Some man killed eight cops while jerking off at the same time. That's incredible. That That is absolutely amazing. That is our real Superman. What's your birthday? March 21st. Let's see what your Florida man is. What's, uh, What's the Florida... Okay. Oh my oh, yeah, god. Oh, just lit up. <laughs> Florida man. One dressed in bowl onesie attempted to burn down house with ragu sauce. That's your Florida man. So yeah, I'm going to read that again cuz I struggled over that. That was a lot to take in. So, <laughs> Brennan's Florida man for his birthday, March 21st, is Florida man. One dressed in bull onesie attempts to burn down house with ragu sauce. What the fuck? That is golden. With ragu sauce. Look, look up your birthday. We okay. gotta, we gotta We're going do, February we do, 6th. We do one more for sure. Oh, these are hilarious. I mean, countless stories in Florida. I mean, it's just. It never runs dry. But live there, and it's a constant chaos. You oh, have PTSD. Sure. I might have to live there for like two months just to get material. Oh, you, out of it. you, one hundred percent will, bro. <laughs> my, so what kicked this podcast off for me was my first, my first ever episode. I didn't do it a traditional intro like we did on this. Mm-hmm. I go right in at talking about the time I was jumped by six Mexicans. Um, Holy shit. I think it was a case of mistaken identity, but they ripped me from a bar and beat the dog shit out of me. Oh, my God. Until someone off in the distance whistled, like with a loud, obnoxious whistle, and they looked up and scattered like cockroaches. I said that, and people lost it. <laughs> lost oh, my it. gosh. They were like, this is fucking awesome. Well, I mean, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, yeah, that's pretty fucked up that happened to you, but that's fucking insane, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, my gosh. Uh, my Florida man is not that not that cool. No. Um, yeah, the first one's a little dark, like talking about a dude trying to run over his kid. So maybe not do that oh. one. Um, here we are. This one is good. So Florida man arrested for throwing alligator through drive through window. That's a good one. That's good. <laughs> Who does that? You know what, bitch? Who has an alligator on hand? <laughs> you give me my gator tots. Take this fucking gator and make them, bitch. Do you have to? Does it have to be a convertible? Or are you able to, to drive around with an alligator just sitting in your sedan or something? But he was doing time trials and his Yukon was fucking pulling up in an empty lot and yanking fake alligators till he had it down perfect. And he said, "All right, time is now." Florida man eggs house with alligators runs off in his Miata. <laughs> the Miata. Of all convertibles, you choose a Miata. Oh my god! I could. I. That's the only car I imagine that just like people have in Florida. It's just Miatas. Yeah, just no, like you're not gracious douchebags just driving around in Miatas. Yeah, yeah. The, the Mazda Miata, still a thing that they make still to this day. Right. But I only see old body style Miatas. I never right. see someone driving a new one. No, never. Which is. Odd, but um, so yeah, guys, let us know whatever you guys are watching this on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud. You're just commenting from the post on Facebook. Let us know what your Florida man birthday <laughs> says about you. 
I think yours yours takes the cake. A bowl onesie? What the fuck? Yeah, what is that? Madness. <laughs> Absolute madness. I mean, alligator through drive through window, like, did he have to smash the window? Or was he able to catch it? Perfect timing. Like, they open, here's your food. Ah, alligator! I bet you he yeeted it. He was definitely, he had to be trying to yeah, attack someone. They're hard-skinned, too. They're, uh, they're like throwing a big softball, for sure. Yeah, I don't fuck with alligators. <laughs> no. Not at all. No. They're no ugly. Way. They look like, they're the only thing that still looks like a dinosaur. Till this day. Right. Why yeah. does that thing exist on this earth? Yeah, I don't get ostriches either. Yeah. Like, I guess I've never thought about looks it. It's like, yeah. uh, like a giraffe that just like uh, was like a failed abortion. Like it was like yeah. it, 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 it got hooked a little bit, so it was like a little fucked up. It didn't grow all the way, but mm. it still has that big ass fucking neck. Long neck, and baby. And that big body, too. Hell yeah. And somehow they're a bird. I don't know if they can fly. Or I don't not. think they can fly. I'm almost positive they cannot. Uh, fast as fuck at running. Basically, yeah, you're you're not far off. I mean, it's it's somewhat like a draft. Got feathers. Oddly weird. It will stalk you and like keep up with your your car. Yeah. A comedian actually did a bit on like driving fast as fuck and the comedian Kevin Hart. I think it was, was it. it? And yeah. he's like the motherfucker staring at yeah, him. Yeah, I remember his punchline was. The body's facing this way, but his head was turned right, this way. Right. <laughs> and the whole time he's acting like he's driving the car. That shit was funny, oh, that dude. Was a, that's a hilarious joke. Man, I haven't thought about that in a long time. I forget what special that's from. Maybe seriously. Oh, funny. I think I'm that sure. was. I think that was like the one that people literally quoted for five fucking years. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the she ain't got no nipples. Yes, that's, I think it's. I think it's that one. Yeah, that's. If it's not, then it's the one right before that. Yeah, then it's seriously funny. Yeah, okay. that was, that's it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Damn. That dude. that one was performed in Cleveland at the Agora. Really? Uh, LeBron and Shaq were there when okay. Shaq was I knew on the he cast. Dogged, he he didn't dog Shaq, but he made a joke. Yeah. I thought they were. For, I'm, I'm brain dead. Literally, I thought they were in L.A. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just fried, dude. That's all. That's all it is. <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right, guys. Look, we're going to take a quick break. We'll, we're going to be right back. we got a few more things to talk about. Actually, we we got a lot more to talk about. So take a quick break. We will see you here in a second. All right, guys. We are back. I had to calm down after that little segment we just <laughs> ran there. It was, it was too much for me. Uh, uh, yeah. Man. It was good, though. It was Definitely great. good. Great. And I hope people actually look it up and tell me what their Florida man is. Yeah. Um, endless, endless, yeah, dude, you endless can go on, articles. That was just the first one that came up. You know, you could obviously keep scrolling. I had yeah. to do so. I wasn't going to read it. That's what happened last year. One. You can look up 10 years ago and probably find something even more fucked up. <sighs> yeah, seriously. Uh, and you ever notice, too, actually, I guess, like, the break is literally pointless now you ever notice like if you ever watch cops the best episodes are in florida or louisiana yes yes it's always swamp yeah. country yeah uh i i mean i've been um i used to watch cops every time i visited my grandparents house with my grandfather and he loved that show i mean it was so entertaining uh -huh. to watch i Oh my gosh, but yeah, for sure. Definitely the best arrests were in Florida because either like they were doing so messed up like you couldn't wrap your head around it or they were just to the point where you couldn't understand one word that they were oh, saying. They were fried. Yeah. Some of them were toasted, just peeled. Yeah. Peeled. That's actually the first time I ever heard of someone huffing uh like paint. 
Oh yeah, I, yeah. That's, some guy came yeah. out of a shed like butt naked, and he just had like this gray nose, and he was just running around the yard. And they're from like, the paint. Yeah, what were you, what, what were you doing? How how I would pay? How how I would pay? Just get in the car, dude. Let's go. You can't plead the fifth if no one understands what the hell you're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. It just don't matter. It's like the craziness does not discriminate. It don't matter what color, what gender. Everybody's equally crazy in Florida. Mm-hmm. No For matter sure. what. Yeah, always chaos. Yeah, always, literally, sun up to sundown, chaos. I mean, at least it's consistent. It's not like oh, there's there's been a break. It's, there's always there's always chaos. Yeah, it's not like uh, you want to talk about inconsistent states. Colorado, you got comedians, actors, snowboarders, and school shooters. How do you get that mu- that big of a mix? Right. And stoners. Yeah. How do you get all those people <laughs> to flock to one state? I am so excited to see because uh, cops has since then been canceled, but uh-huh. the new thing now is Live PD. I fucking love Live PD. Live PD is great. It takes too. up my YouTube feed. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Live PD is the best. It's like if you're just hanging around with some some buddies, just chilling, hanging out, shooting the shit, just throw on some Live PD. It makes Kick everyone's it. day. Yep. Everyone's day. But I am really excited to see. Live PD go out to Colorado now that they've um, legalized shrooms. So oh, that's right. So just to see what type of hysteria people are going through out there as well. Is it legal for recreational use or medical? Uh, I don't see how medical, how it would be medical at all. Maybe I don't know. Maybe small maybe. doses. But, yeah, um, like microdosing. Yeah, and but shit. I'm not a doctor or anything, so I wouldn't know. But <laughs> you said I'm I, not a doctor <laughs> and I'm not a drug addict, so stop asking me junk questions. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but like, I think it's legal recreational wise because they held that uh, Ari Shafir held that festival in that park where they he was just handing out oh shrooms. Oh my god, and Ari stuff. Shafir loves to get fucked up. Yes, that dude literally loves drugs. Love, love. Love Ari Shafir. He's funny, yeah. yeah he's funny great. as fuck. Yeah. What does he have? This cannot be happening. Is that his little chip? Uh, not anymore. It got taken over by Roy Woods Jr. Um, uh, is a comic. Um, but that that was his show. Yeah, that was his show. And he used to have an old show on Comedy Central that would, for sure, get canceled today. Uh-huh. He had this one bit. Uh, it's a horrible bit. <laughs> horrible bit of him. Um, sitting on the beach with a boat dressed up as like a pirate captain mm-hmm. and he was telling black people oh my god free. The incredible the amazing racist yes the amazing Dude, racist yeah all of those are so fucked up so fucked up the home up. depot one where you get him in and fucking drive him out to a border patrol and shit yeah. I'm like dude what <laughs> it's like that shit's still on YouTube bro you can still till this day watch that yeah. racist shit on YouTube but I think he's like what he's Jewish yeah he's Jewish yeah so it's like he kind of gets a pass, but mm-hmm. kind of don't at the same. No, time. yeah, not today. You don't get a pass. Not at all. Shit. Not not at all. I forgot. So, for anyone who doesn't know, tell him about that. I mean, without without saying the crazy shit he said, tell him about what he did on that on that. Oh, so boat. the whole bit was that he he uh, he had some guy sitting on a boat off of a beach. And, like, people were walking up and down, like, the boardwalk and, like, the beach and stuff. And he would only talk to black people. And he had this 
he once like the like he would go up to a black person and start talking to them about like slavery or some shit and then the person sitting in the boat would flip over a sign saying free rides back to Africa right and like had a watermelon yeah, and shit yeah and he's yeah <laughs> he's that, so racist so like over the top racist that like you can't help to laugh like mm. I understand how fucked up it is but like at the end of the day it's it's funny it's right. funny but yeah and then he would only seek out black people on the beach and then talk to them about slavery have his buddy flip over the sign and be like yeah we're you know we're taking you back to Africa like we brought you over here it's our duty to bring you back and it's just like just this whole fucked up bit that did not win over one black person. Not one right. person that he talked to thought it was funny. Yeah, he almost got swung on, I think, every time. Oh, yeah, for sure. The Amazing Racist was definitely uh, like a jackass bit in that regards to like getting hurt. Oh, yeah. For did sure. not give a fuck. No. Did not. Not Yeah, I mean, if you're... Yeah, if you don't know what it is, I guess you can just literally search that on, on YouTube and find out. Yeah. Uh, promise i promise it's still there it's gotta be <laughs> um yeah dude that's that's funny shit i so like i love i love comedy central i and maybe th i think this is pretty big with our generation i don't fuck with like cable no like i literally use streaming services for everything right right so i've fallen out of the loop on like a lot of things that might be on comedy central now that i don't dude, know dude Comedy Central is doing this thing where they are stripping like all shows, um, except for Tosh um, and South Park, uh, to just go strictly animated. Now I wow. think they are going to be strictly animated, uh, other than like Tosh Point or maybe one other show. Um, but yeah, I mean they are kind of stripping their company down. Daniel Tosh, what the fuck has he been up to? I mean, obviously he's still <laughs> running that show, but yeah. Uh, uh, I haven't heard honestly because cable's dying. I haven't heard shit of him mm -hmm. lately. Right. Every once in a while, his his YouTube like one of his bits will pop up. Oh, and it'll be like someone new that's trending, and I'm yeah. like, wait, this bitch is still making shit. Like, let's see. Yeah. So. I uh, when I was uh, so this was back in 2008. So the second season of Tosh was coming out. So the first season already came out. Um. I was in Walmart with my mom, mm -hmm. and I saw the first season of Tosh.0, loved it, yeah. absolutely loved it. I mean, I was a little kid, so I didn't really get, like, everything, but, like, I got it for the most part, and, you know, it's mostly shit and dick jokes, so, like, any little kid's gonna find that funny, and I saw in the Walmart $5 bin, just, like, Tosh.0 first season, yeah. I'm like, mom, I gotta have this, I gotta have this, and I, was, I wouldn't stop begging her about it, and, like, she's like, no, put it back, like she's like, you're not taking that home with you. And, you know, I literally snuck it in my uh, back pocket and just like waited till we got to the register line and just threw it up there. She goes, really? And I'm like, I, I want it. You know, I'll pay you back. It's five bucks. <laughs> like, I know we got the scratch for five extra bucks. But uh, yeah, I took that home. Um, so funny. They have uh, on the first season, um, the the ninja guy the ninja audition where he tries to do the backflip and he lands on his head and he has the nunchucks and then he ends up falling out of the frame is it the hillbilly the judy chop dude no it's it's a black guy with an afro who's okay. doing it uh they also have the um uh it's so like literally every um sh like ridiculousness mm -hmm. tosh point 
that's where it came for from. sure for sure so Pull like all that shit so just like literally all of the viral videos that were first coming out onto youtube and then he took the fucked up ones and he brought it onto a show right and i mean like he's been doing it i I'm not sure if he did this past season with the pandemic and everything, but I mean, he's been doing it since 2007, which is crazy to me. Right? I mean, dude, you put in work on that shit, mm-hmm. and right. uh, you know, he's known. You know, that's one person. Whether he's still relevant or not, I mean, he's still got a show, so obviously he's still right. relevant. But if I saw Daniel Tosh right now, I'd be able to pick him out of a crowd or a lineup. No matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one dude who most of the world knows. Yeah. Which is crazy. Right, right. And he, I think he can't be canceled. He's kind of been grandfathered in before the cancel culture. Because the cancel culture grew up watching this motherfucker. Right. You know? So it's like, <laughs> oh, well, we can't. Because right. they'll see I retweeted one of his things five yeah. years ago. Right? <laughs> Corny shit. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah, always kind of goofy that way, but. I guess we'll we'll see where it goes. Um, so I wanted to ask you, um, you know, you 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 kind of touched on like uh, before a show, you like to be around other comedians or at least around other people. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time you ever went out to perform or to do your stand up, mm-hmm. uh, walk me through that. Walk me through that day. Oh. Walk me through your first ever. So it's so it started the night before. So. Um, I was laid off in February, uh, this March I started back to work. So I had a lot of free time to myself. So the night before I went over all my jokes, uh, like I said, I have a karaoke machine in my basement. I was literally going over my five minute set for at least two and a half hours, just like Uh repeating it, repeating it, like learning where to hit the punchline, learning like what I should do, like standing, what I should do with the mic. Um, I mean... I'm practicing all that stuff. And then the day of, I kept practicing. Like, I thought I was just going to fuck up in some way, somehow. And then uh, the night the night of my sh- first show um, was at the Funny Stop. And um, my me and my buddy drove up, or drove down to Akron. And um, three of my friends came and uh, came to watch me. So I was, like, kind of nervous. I'm like, well, what if they don't think I'm funny? And then... Um, I ordered like, they're like, do you uh, want anything to drink? I'm like, I'll take three Bud Lights. Like, I got to calm these nerves down somehow. Right, and, but I as well get to going. Right, and I don't have any cigarettes on hand, so I just have to, I have to drink a little bit to loosen myself up a little bit. And then um, going on stage, I was number seven out of 15. The first six people bombed in front of me. I mean, that's got to make it worse, dude. So like the crowd was like, kind of like tired of just listening to like pissed at that point. I'd be pissed. Right. It was, I mean, it was an open mic, so it's like not everyone there is going to be professional about it. But like they hit six people in a row to where like some guy came on stage and he got high before the show and he was supposed to do five minutes. He did he did a minute and a half and was just like, well, that's all I got to say. And he walked off stage and everyone's like, like, just like that, like shitty clap. And I'm like, Oh my God, like what the hell? And then I, I went up there and, um, I went to go post on my left foot, like back and like put my right foot in front a little bit. My leg starts shaking, like immediately starts shaking. So I'm like, Oh my God, I got to start walking around. So I start walking around. I tell my first two jokes. All right. The crowd's kind of getting into it. 
um, I tell this joke about um, how, uh, like, pros and cons to being fat. Like, a pro is, uh, say you're at a restaurant with your skinnier friends, and um, their little tum-tums can't finish all the food that they ordered like an adult. So they go to their fat friend. They go, hey, fat friend, uh, I have some food left over on my plate, and I'm not going to eat all of this. And there's not really that much to take home and save. But I saw that you finished your food about 15 minutes before everyone. Do you want it? And the crowd started, it was, it was like, oh, all right, all right. And then the crowd started getting into it. And I mean, like, all of a sudden I had this, like, confidence just rise through me. And I'm like, all right, let, let's do our fucking set. Let let's go. Let's finish whatever three minutes, three and a half minutes I had left of that set. And I gave it my all. And actually the first night I did stand-up comedy, um, I ended up, getting entered in a contest to do uh to like um uh what's it called to uh go against other open micers for a weekend spot oh so it's like a low-key like a like a freestyle battle and in a way right I mean, it's right. not off the dome but it's right yeah i mean like and it was it was so it was it was so awesome to like first ha- shot and you're f- just the first show like into a fucking I I came off the stage and I felt like Rocky Balboa people were like yeah hell yeah like I'm not sure if it was a great set or if it's just because everyone sucked before me that just like brought the audience back and then the remaining like eight people that were left they all did a fucking amazing so it was like yeah. they just needed a little boost set it off and then well fuck exactly exactly so i mean it was uh it was definitely a great first experience um i have not yet had a bomb where i've been up there for five or more minutes and just no one laugh at my jokes so yeah. that's I'm, I'm gonna try to keep that streak going as long as i can um but i couldn't imagine just sitting up there telling a joke that you think is funny and then just like the crowd just like looking at you like what what are you talking about mm-hmm. i just oh man i would freak out i would i would be like the dude who got high i just get off stage <laughs> <laughs> like, all right guys well that's it uh, that's that's my set my name is I don't know his name, but uh right. but yeah, it was a great, great, great first experience for sure. And that uh I I wanted I was going into that show being like, Okay, like let's try it out. Like if if it's not for you, it's not for you, but at least you tried. And then that sh- that set was like, This is what I fucking wanna do. Right. This is this is what career I wanna put my time and some money into to be able to explode through this career. I like that. I, and that's what a lot of people don't get. Like when you're in that grind phase, like you are now, people don't understand. Like you're, you're actually, you're spending money and time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to, to give entertainment, not to receive, but to give entertainment it, it it's something like I never even knew was a thing until like like I started doing this and then I got, I'm like paying for all this shit and I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, where's the fucking profit? You right, know? But right, exactly. I love it, so it's just like how you do. So it's not a big exactly. deal. Exactly. If it's a passion, you're gonna keep doing it, and it's gonna make you feel better about yourself right. too. And like they always say, like do something you love, and you won't work a day in your life. And like it, honestly. I look forward to getting off of work 
at six or whatever time to go to an open mic, being able to see new comics, see new jokes and like be able to go up on stage and like tell some new material and make people laugh. Like that's that honestly, in my opinion, my experience, the best, the the most so like fun. That's when the fun begins for you. Right. Exactly. I like that. Um, and having a couple beers along the way too. That yeah, helps. And enjoy it. And that's the cool thing is like, you guys are kind of like when you, when you're doing stand up. You're in an environment where people are all there to kind of let loose, whether it be by having a good dinner, having a few drinks, whatever that whatever the occasion is. Right. You right. Know? So typically, you know, the people are already enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. So enjoying some stand up takes it to that next level, which to me, it's just because I guess I'm not that person. Like if mm-hmm. I got up on a stage and my first joke didn't go good. I be- I guess I believe in myself and my social skills enough to finish the set, good or bad. Like mm-hmm. I I have that, and I can tell you have it. Where the first one or the first few, you might just be feelers, but I would never just like quit halfway, right? Or just be- get flustered. And mm-hmm. that's like the one thing, one of a few things that like I've been gifted to have is to be able to like put the blindfolds on when it really counts like in those clutch moments and right. just push through right you know right yeah no I, which probably I makes you. a whole world of difference for you oh for sure definitely definitely i mean like if i were to go to uh an open mic tomorrow and um do a set that like I've been working on the day before and I like start like I finished it the day of I went up there and I'm like I got some laughs out of it and you know like it wasn't the best set that I had um you know that just encourages me way more to just go home and be like what was wrong with this joke what was funny about this joke and I record every set that I have like I have like I had countless amount of like voice memos of me just recording myself like doing sets and uh-huh. Um, to any stand-up uh, comedians out there or wannabe stand-up comedians, I should say, um, definitely record your sets because you will forget what people laughed at and what people thought was funny. Oh, you mean in the moment? Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant before. Okay. I, I get it. Exactly yeah, I meant in the saying. moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, like... Uh, you know what, work, what works and what doesn't. Exactly, exactly. And it helps with your writing too. Um, and I mean, like I, me personally, I write like word for word what I want to say, and then like, I'll scratch out what I don't want and then I'll add what I do want. And like, it just makes the whole world of difference rather than just going up there with a topic and kind of just spewing out what you got to say, you know, that's hard to me. Some comics can do it, but they are professionals. Like they have been doing this shit for years and they can just go up there and rip it off the dome and be funny. Like if you're a starter, like for sure, I would recommend definitely writing down what you're going to say and then practicing off what you want to say rather than just like, Oh, I think that's funny. Like I'll put that as like a topic to talk about, you know, Because like at the end of the day, you're there to tell jokes, and if it's if you're not funny, then you're not going to get a, the response you want, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I like that. I like that you bring that up. The thing is, is it's uh, it's like um, it's like boxing or the UFC. You know, there could be a, an amateur fighter who's starting off locally somewhere. Mm-hmm. They can't just because they enjoy 
and do the same thing that Conor McGregor does doesn't mean that they can go into the UFC and even entertain beating Conor McGregor. Right, exactly. Where it's like for people like me and you, where we're starting out into something that we enjoy and we're really grinding, you know, a lot of it is we have the gift of gab. We know what people like, what they don't like. And, you know, luckily for you, you have a sense of humor that is that wears off on other people, you know, like people enjoy it. Right. You talk about professionalism. It's like, that is the entryway. Imagine where you'll be in 10 years and you'll like, you'll look at yourself when you just got in and be like, man, like I thought, I thought I was good then look at what I can do now. It's just like, you know, it comes with those years of constant grind train. And so it's good that you're, one, you're you're doing all these extra things behind the mm, scenes. Yeah, I mean that's that's amazing. It yeah. shows that it's not just walking up and addressing the crowd. Yeah, right. There's so much more to that. And with my experience, I have found out too that the the most cocky people about like telling jokes and like being funny are usually not the funniest. And the people who are more humble about it, you know, like sit back, watch learn and then take it up on you know take it on stage in in your own in your own way in your own jokes that those people are way funnier than people who come out like cocky like oh i'm this funny motherfucker like you guys better laugh like there's there's a certain type of cocky like anthony jeselnik like you can definitely get away with that because Mm -hmm. his shit's fucked up but it's super funny and he's cocky like that's his attitude like on stage and stuff i'm talking about the people like behind the scenes that are like uh like giving people advice on like certain jokes and stuff and you go up on stage and no one laughs at your jokes you know yeah it's just like in school or any situation work it's like don't be that guy right be that dude exactly so i mean in in your own experience you have to learn your own way as well take advice from people who you think are funny rather than people who think they're funny you know what i mean which is good i'm glad that you said that um because yeah i mean we all have to pull inspiration in anything we do Mm -hmm. um and for me it was hard because podcasting although it's a huge thing worldwide and and nationally it's not a huge thing in small town america you know right right um so yeah it's like it's hard for me to like i have to find what i enjoy um pull inspiration or communicate with those type of people and ask them questions you know like i think that what makes joe rogan have the best podcast in the world is that he is naturally curious Mm -hmm. uh, because he actually wants to know information right you know like i i get tons of feedback on the show and sometimes it's like damn dude like you'll have anyone on and it's oh shit (laughs) right i I literally had a dude i i had some i don't even know who the fuck i had on the show and they commented like damn dude you'll just have anyone on and I'm like, yeah, everyone's got a message to tell. And right. like, I don't know why I was taking it the wrong way. Like, a motherfucker, I asked for feedback, and then I got it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like, I was I was sick. I was like, bitch, shut up. And uh, I was just like, you know, at the end of the everyone, every single person has a story to tell. If right. they're okay with telling it, I want to know. Um, so I'll have people from combat sports, which what I – Enjoy. I love combat sports. I'll have musicians. 
have people of content creators and comedy and things like that. And honestly, combat sports and comedy are the two things that I love and I'm passionate about. So when it comes to that, we can talk all day, mm-hmm. you know, like definitely. Um, but I'm not taking advice from Joe Schmo, who runs a podcast down the street, right? Um, you know about politics, exactly. And uh, because I don't give a fuck about politics, and I don't care about your setup or your show, um, because I don't fuck with that. You know, I don't need to mm-hmm. piggyback. So yeah, I, I I'm glad that you brought that up because that rings true to a lot of things in life. Oh yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. I mean, like even when I was working at. Uh, I used to work at Panera when I was 16 years old and this um, assistant manager would just get on my shit about every like little detail and then come to find out a couple months later he he got fired because he was uh, not doing his job correctly. So like you got to take in information from the right people for sure. Um, Sometimes you don't know who that right person is Mm -hmm. depending on the situation. But yeah, I mean if you're willing to like – gain information and be able to like listen and you know like interact like how we're doing like right now it's fucking amazing dude amazing i like that i i feel like i have a pretty good sense of who's real and who's not like in anything yeah um my bullshit meter tends to go off quickly if i feel like i'm around bullshit right um, but I also like my mouth because I have that gift of gab. That's, that's the inner salesman too. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. It'll, inner salesman. it'll, it'll give me everything, but it'll also put me in a position to like call someone out on some bullshit. And I'm like, right. ah, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like that dude, that dude's not sleeping right now. He's up at 3am listening to Drake and he is pissed <laughs> at what I had to say. <laughs> Cups that a rose. <laughs> yeah, he said, Hey Alexa, play Marvin's room. <laughs> I lost I lost a, I have a group chat with I do you do any like online sports betting at all? Uh so I UFC, that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. A- anything yeah. combat sports. Yeah. Boxing sometimes, but yeah. yeah. I I uh I uh I lost this uh like seven team parlay that I was doing and it was a cross between it was a cross a big parlay. Yeah, it was a cross between NBA and NCAA, and everything hit except the Lakers getting the over without LeBron. I should have known. I should have known <laughs> myself. I should have known that they couldn't have done it against the Orlando Magic too. I was not thinking, but uh, oh, you I were sick. <laughs> I, I wanted the over. I wanted the over so badly. But um, in my group chat, I have a bunch of my friends who also do sports betting, and uh, I sent my bet. Um, that, I sent the picture of the bet that I had, and they're like, they're sending the lock emoji, lock emoji. I didn't respond back, and then I lose the last leg of the parlay because of the Lakers, and I just send the the cover album of uh, Marvin's Room. <laughs> down uh, bad, dude, down bad. That. Yes. And there's a few times in life where that, that album comes in full effect. Oh, for One, sure. Every time after a breakup, no matter what, you could have been with her for two two days, two years, twenty years. You throw that shit on, 
Um, maybe you are with like people you hung out with in high school. Like you randomly see them, you put on the jukebox and like you look at them like, <laughs> put that on, and they're like, fuck that song. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, right. I broke up with my ex girlfriend. Cups of the rose. She transitioned into a man. Cups of the rose. She added a penis. Cups of the rose. <laughs> like it's it just comes in clutch all the time for sure. You said cue the music, motherfucker. <laughs> I have that shit on repeat. <laughs> Opens Apple Music. I'm like, oh shit, I might as well pause that. God, dude, I love it. Um, so, I was gonna do a. Sometimes on the show, honestly, here's the thing. This is like the the cocky comedian. I do a segment where I'll do a fuck, marry, kill, um, depending on what the guest is. Okay. Um, I was going to do it with comedy, and now that I'm thinking about it, I actually don't think it would be funny. I had, I basically had you pick up your dream collab, so I'm not going to tell you to like fuck, marry, and kill any comedians uh, at all <laughs> right now, but it is worth noting, because uh, some people like it, and then some people have to be like, dude, what are you, fucking 10? Why are you doing a fuck, marry, kill segment on the show? Mind you, you do it every fucking week, and it's right. like... Annoying. Um, <laughs> That's great, though. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, so another thing, too. You know, so I, uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit on the show. We talked about it a little before. Um, but I absolutely love Theo Vaughn. I love comedy podcasts in general. Um, a lot of these guys do kind of cool things um, for their communities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this past weekend with Theo, like he gives, you know, donations to single moms and people of need. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you, when you make it to where you, where you want to be, um, you know, you're doing your, your special, uh, maybe you even sign and you do a, a Netflix special, something like that. Um, is there anything in particular, you know, you want to have, like, what are some things you want to, um, set up? some people you know you you want to look out for or the things even it's just assets things you know you want to have mm. you know everyone chases a dream with some type of end goal in mind you right. know right a lot of it is the success of that career or of that hobby but a lot of it is like the things that it can provide as well yeah you know what are some of those things that you want well I uh I used to live in Parma uh, Parma with my buddy Tyler. Shout out Tyler. Uh we wanted to start a podcast. Um we were uh going to call it 229 Chambers because we lived in apartment 229 and then it was like going to be a roll off of that Wu-Tang Clan song. So I you fuck with Wu-Tang? I do fuck with Wu-Tang. I Ooh, not a okay. lot of people know this about me, but like I will uh, I mean some people know this about me, but like I love listening to um, anything from like '65 till like '99, whether it's rap, rock. Like I, I even listen to. I'm not even sure if you know who this is. Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons, uh, the Jersey Boys. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Big girls don't. I fucking love that shit for some yeah, reason. Dude, I, I fuck with Sam Cooke. I like old music. Yeah, too. yeah. I Sam f- Cooke, Dean Martin, tough. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I mean. Oh my gosh! I I have a playlist in my on my Spotify right now of uh, oldies like no other. Uh-huh. It's literally fifteen hours long of just like every song that I love, um, that 
be, be, uh, was before my time, before I was born. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I love listening to that shit. Keep that, though. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a generation uh, in your family lineage that you're going to want to hand that music down to. And oh, yeah, for sure. Th- just like we were when we were kids. They're going to think it was from when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to think that 1960 music is from when you were a kid. But, uh, you know, Dad, I didn't know you were 114 years old. <laughs> right. You got to keep the culture alive. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But to go back to your other question, like assets and stuff, I mean, like. I, I, I'm not really like, uh, I don't know how to even put this like, uh, a materialist materialist. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not really that guy. Like I just, I love doing stand up. If I could form my own podcast, cool. That'd be great. Um, if I could have like a sketch comedy show in the future, I would love to do something like that too, but I love to write and I love to tell jokes. So like I'm, uh-huh. I'm pretty happy with what I'm doing right now. There's plenty of room to grow in the future, and I'm really looking forward to the future in that sense. But like, as of right now, man, like I love the grind. I love, I love telling jokes. I love writing. Like I will be. I drive for a living, so I drive job to job, and in between driving, like I'll just think of something funny. I'll jot it down as an idea, and I'll take that home um, later after doing like an open mic, or if I have like a free day, I'll just like write jokes. Like I, I fucking love that. So, mm-hmm. so I'm not really a materialist in that set in that sense of like assets and stuff like that, but more along the lines of <clears throat> like getting more jokes together and like bringing that to a crowd. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're the real deal. You're not one of these like. Uh want to fuck around and just magically become a comedian yeah like you're, exactly you're you're completely and utterly obsessed which is what it takes honestly um you know like i don't you know i don't mean that in a bad way no but not at like all you i take that as a compliment consumed for sure. by everything that that it is mm-hmm. um yeah to the point where you're literally thinking about it all day and, right and i get that um and that's something i think people that like drive and do sales like us and maybe truck drivers get to experience is like just that that free time that zen time Mm -hmm. where there's like three hours out of my day where it's just me listening to something or getting ready for something exactly exactly yeah i'm working on this joke right now because uh uh i'm working on this joke because uh post pandemic about september of last year it was after a browns game i went to my first strip club and, uh, I hate strip clubs. But go ahead. <laughs> it was uh, it was not the best, not yeah. the best uh, strip club I've ever been to. But um, when I when I showed up at this strip club, uh, like we had to pay like the twenty dollar, you know, to get in the cover charge or whatever. We walk in there, and there's a lady dancing on the pole, like you see in the movies. And you look over to the wall to the left of her, and there's a huge projection of the UFC fight that happened the night before. Like, how more masculine can you get than seeing titties and a vagina on stage shaking? But now we get to scream. Like, there was guys huddled around the projection. Watching it like it was live? Watching it was like it was live to, like, see the fight. They must have missed it or something. But, like, they were just totally ignoring the girl working on stage, you know, trying to pay her bills, you know. Right. Trying to pay her bills with dollar bills, but (laughs) 
And then they're just watching this UFC fight, and I thought that was like the funniest thing ever. And then I go up to the bar to grab a drink, and like two guys are bullshitting about the the Cleveland game that happened. I'm like, guys, there's titties on the stage. Like, right. let's not lose track of why we're here. Why we're like, are you a regular here? Like, there's a cover charge for twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, I have to get like this VIP pass. I gotta show up like so many days a week. Like, how the hell are you just chilling here at the bar? Yep. And not to mention, once you paid for those drinks, you really was just all about the titties because you was like, whoa, hold on, fourteen dollars for a beer, bro? Yeah. Come on, dude. Right. Right, exactly. And then, like, the girls, like, they come up and flirt with you because they want you to pay money oh, for a dance. That's what I don't like about it, bro. Yeah, it's, they're a salesman in their own sense. Oh, like, hell yeah. I had this one girl. They suck at sales, though. Oh, Let's so just bad. be honest. The worst worst stripper sale that I ever got was this girl. came. She was attractive. She came up to me. She sat down on my lap. I, I, I smelled what was going on in her kitchen, if yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. um, immediately. So it, was, it wasn't the most pleasant smell, I can tell you that. It was a lot of body odor for sure. She came and sat in my lap and she was like sweaty. I'm like, ah, what's going? What's up? Like, she's like, hey, how's it going, cutie? And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And she goes, mind if I get a sip? I'm thirsty. And she took a chug of my beer. And I'm like, I don't want that anymore. Like, I don't know you. We're in a pandemic here. (laughs) Amongst all that, I just start doing chug, chug. No, and I'm yeah. I'm not touching that again. Chug, chug that shit. Chug, buy me another beer. Chug, <laughs> chug, buy me another beer, please. Yes, you're not getting this fucking private dance. Yeah. I don't have forty dollars to give you. <laughs> Lucky for me, it was only twenty five at the time, but still, <laughs> they're oh my god, they're the worst salesmen. This girl came up to my friend, was like, "I'll give you one dance for twenty five or two for fifty. That's not a deal. Yeah, that's that's not, literally that's the same price twice. <laughs> Hold on one second. But yeah, bro. So the the I've only been to one strip club in my life, um, and it was for a bachelor party in Cleveland. Do you know which one you went to? Do you know what was it in Cleveland? It was Diamonds, yeah, in Cleveland. Uh, uh, is that the one that's like at the like down? Yeah, there's two strip clubs right next to each other, Diamonds it, and Hustlers. So if you're coming down the hill, is it the one on your left? Yeah. Okay, that's the one. That's the only one I ever went to. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and we so we get there and we had to take this fucking bus from the hotel in Cleveland. And I am trashed. I I am Captain Insano. I am blacked. Fifty shades of fucked up. I'm done. (laughs) Seriously. And, uh, you know, I'm just struggling trying to fucking make it through this this bachelor party. And uh, I think I'd like just maybe just turned 21. If not, I was 21 for sure. Mm -hmm. So we get in and, you know, we pay the $20. We get in and um, immediately, like all I realized, like, I am sus because all my friends know how to like navigate a strip club. Like some of them like immediately like walked up to the front. Some of them like immediately went to go cash bills. Some went to go get drinks, this and that. And I'm just like standing there and like my go-to when I get nervous is like, uh, I'm just going to go outside and like smoke. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I went outside and like they're literally open the door and there's just like a, just a bunch of girls that aren't on cue to dance. So they're just like out there smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck, like I'm not ready for this yet. So like I was like being real weird and like acted like I took a call. Long story short, <laughs> by the time I get back in from that smoke break, all the buddies have now assembled. Like they went and did what they were ready to do. And now they're ready to, to you know, the watch Avengers some titties. of the strip club. For yes. Sure. Yes, literally. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so I didn't want to, I wanted to, like, I thought it was like you pick your one lady and then you give her, like, you make it rain on her. Not like you just throw, like, $3 every time someone walks out. Right. So, like, I'm trying to just feel things out. So I sit in the second row 
uh, next to one of my buddies who seems somewhat concerned like I am. And I just like kind of scan the room of this bachelor party. And it's like, you know, you got your one dudes that are like too busy drinking. And then like there's just like my one buddy who's like literally like eating cheese sticks off the stage and just like staring and just like munching these cheese sticks. And I'm like, what animal fucking eats cheese sticks in a strip club (laughs) off the fucking stage? No care in the world. And then like at one point he's like putting 20s in there, like just straight $20 bills. And I'm like, bro, you need to stop. I decide that I'm going to take all my anxiety and I'm going to place it on him. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that is how I'm going to cope with this until just I feel these slippery, like slimy little hands slide back from my backside (laughs) around my shoulders. (laughs) And as soon as they did, dude, I like I locked up. I went wait like this and I put my shoulders to my ear and I pinched the arms (laughs) and I said who the fuck is that and she reached around and said what baby you don't like that and I said absolutely not you're sweating (laughs) and she was just like okay she like got off me she's like you've never been here and I was like no and I don't want to (laughs) be and she was just like sweetie if you're gay it's okay and I was like oh bitch I ain't gay like stop playing with me yeah Ever since then, I decided I am not okay with a strip club. No. It was slimy. It was greasy. It was weird. You know, like it was like at one point I felt like the girls were like literally preying on us. Like, please, please let me give you a dance. Right, right. For sure. And uh, going to a strip club is for sure not a not a thing where you wake up in the morning like, oh, let's go to the strip club today. It has to be a planned like bachelor party. There are men, though. There are men that will do that. There's a... Fucked up, man, for sure. <laughs> yeah, they can't get it on their own, so go they to, need to go a... to the car business. Those, those, all those <laughs> oh, men love Jesus, it. Jesus, yeah. Oh my gosh, literally. But, uh, I mean, like, you either have to be, you have to have like a bachelor. People in their right sense of mind, yes. Either going there for like a bachelor party, or they're fucked up at a bar and they're like, let's go to the strip club. And like, going no. there with some bros, though. Yeah, for the yes. for sure with the bro. I couldn't imagine going there with like a girlfriend or like. A, any women being there with you in yeah. your party? Uh, the only place I th- I would actually consider is if I was in Atlanta. I know those are like some of the best spots in the world. Like it's it's a club. It's it's nice right. in Atlanta. Like Atlanta is known for their strip clubs and having rappers make appearances. That I might consider. Right. Um, and I'm not even hating on strippers, bro. Like. I I would not knock it if I was a chick. I might even do some shit. Make like your that, money, bro. Make your money. Uh, not against the strippers. That place in particular, I was just not comfortable at. No, and that's right. all I'm. That, I, it was enough for me to not want to do it again. And that's on you too. You know, it wasn't exactly. It wasn't the the place in particular. And it wasn't it was even your... that girl in particular. It just it caught me off guard. I was my my anxiety was running high. Right, right, exactly. I saw I saw this like fifty year old couple, like married couple, uh, in front of us at the strip club, and uh, she was like dancing along with the strippers like she was standing up next to her husband like dancing along with the strippers and then they like throw money and then she'd come over and give her husband like a lap dance and then like be bothering like other girls like hey give me and my husband a lap dance i'll give you extra money like she was fucked up and oh my gosh and then i was sitting there minding my own business and i had i had you know my little wad of cash that i had that i was gonna throw some money on the stage and she came up to me and she's just like why aren't you 
you throwing any money? Give me some money. I'll throw it up there. Give me some money. And she starts like reaching for my money. I'm like, what the? Who the fuck are you? Yeah, you better <laughs> sit your ass down, yeah. woman. So it's definitely. Uh, I uh, hate drunk asses like that, oh, bro. Oh my gosh. No matter where they're at. You go to a Cleveland Browns game, you already know the vibes. Yeah. But if people, are, I got some people that listen to this in Florida, go to a Cleveland Browns game and you'll understand what he's talking about. For sure. Drunk assholes. Yeah, uh, don't come into First Energy Stadium with a Pittsburgh jersey on because you will get into a fight that day. Yeah, that's no cap, baby. Yeah. That's no cap. Um, yeah, dude. Now I'm, now I'm anxious again. These fucking stripper talk. <laughs> got my, got my just, blood boiling. Is that flashbacks on these <laughs> strippers? <laughs> um, so I got another one other question for you. Um, if someone... Um, that's listening to this wants to or is considering getting into stand up. What is a good route of action? You know, like where should they look? Where should they pop up? What What do they do? What does one do to get into stand up? That's a good question too. Um, so the way that I started off was um, we were celebrating my mother's birthday and we ended up going to this comedy show. Uh, after the comedy show, all the comics were hilarious. I went up to the guy who was running the running the show. And I was like, hey, like, how how can I be a part of this? And he's just like, go to an open mic, you know, start it off. And then three we- uh, in three weeks, we'll do an audition for you. I'm like, okay. So it's literally like just getting out of your comfort zone and going out of your way to look for open mics or, you know, places that you want to perform at. And, you know, sometimes they don't let uh, beginners come into some of the shows that I've done and you know you got to work your way up and like you just have you just have to go for it like if you if you think that like just sitting back around and calling yourself funny if you want to be a stand up comic if you call yourself funny but you're not willing to go on stage like that says something about you you know right so if you want to do stand up it's as easy as Googling open mics near me, you know, and just getting your name out there. Like it might be a late night, but if it's something that you want to do and something that you want to strive for, you'll go and do it. You're going to make time for it. Exactly. That exactly. But if you know, like I, I see people at open mics, they like to do comedy just for a hobby. Like they just like to uh, have a Thursday night and they tell some jokes and then they sit at the bar all night, you know, mm-hmm. like it could be that. But if you want to, if you want to make it a career, I mean, like I, this isn't. I, I have a job still, so obviously this is not my f- right. Comedy is not my full time career, so just speaking in sense of like getting started and everything, like go out of your way, mm-hmm. push yourself to go on stage. You don't have to be funny the first time. You don't have to be funny the first ten times. You know, I've seen people go up weekly, uh, or I'm sorry, daily. Um, I see at different open mics, and they weren't funny one night. They weren't funny the other night, and then the third night they were fucking hilarious. You know, so it's it all it all depends on you. Like if you're a person who blames people, you're just it's just not going to work for you. You know, you have to find time for yourself and you know it might be hey uh, would I rather go hang out at the bar with some friends tonight or do I want to go to an open mic to work on my shit you know right it's just the difference between that so you're gonna have to sacrifice some things but if it's something that you want to do you're gonna go and do it no matter what no matter what exactly exactly right but that's just speaking out of experience that you know that I've had so I had to 
mustered up the balls. Like I wasn't confident enough to go on stage and I had to muster up the balls to be like, Hey, where can I start doing open mics at and talking to other comedians at that show, that first show I saw and just, you know, putting yourself out there. It's the biggest thing you could do. Just take that leap. Take that jump. Mm -hmm. Can you literally search open, open mics near me? You can do like a lot of places they like they do like open mics near me or they do uh like they do like musician open mics like you can go to there or like poetry sets you go do open mic there like those people aren't going to tell you what not to do I, I unless they're saying something offensive but like right they're not going to tell you that you can't do that if they're not paying you you know yeah so like people are open-minded in that sense so what get, I just get out there, get used to doing it. Right, right. Talk to people, you know, talk to people who have been doing this shit for a while, which I did. And then I was able to find more and more open mics. And then um, one day I saw that I was only doing two open mics a week. And I'm like, why? Well, I, I need to find more. So open mics near me. I was able to find it just like that on Google. Nice. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Like yeah. that you could do it and. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of places. If you go to a restaurant and you see a stage, they're most likely going to be doing an open mic night there at some point. At some point, right? Right. I mean, Just it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard now with you know being through the pandemic and, and everything, but things are starting to open up more, you know, and there's a lot more opportunities coming um, that we haven't seen in the past year. So, I mean, if you're going to make a leap, do it now because things are opening up. Um, people are wanting to get out of the house more. Uh, it's not as scary as it was a year ago for, you know, during the pandemic. So yeah. like, just keep, keep an open mind about yourself and keep, if you want to pursue that career, like no one else is going to make it happen other than yourself. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so yeah, I mean, if uh, if you guys if that's something you guys are interested in doing, I know you know in particular a few of you guys who have definitely considered that. So you know, take his advice for it. Um, it's working out for him. Do you have anything in particular? Where where can people find you coming up? Do you have anything in particular going on? Yeah, so I have a show coming up on April fourteenth at the Funny Stop. Um, it's the finals competition. So. Um, all of the funny people who have been doing it the past uh, two months, um, they picked a certain amount of people out of those uh, open mics and were doing a set there. And then um, the winner of that gets to go and do a, a, a weekend, whichever date that they pick. But um, So that's going to be fun. I don't have any other shows uh, from there, but I mean, if you're in the Cleveland area, you're most likely see me at an open mic. Awesome. And that's something you're still doing every weekend, correct? Every every week. Uh, I try to do Sundays as well, too. But, you know, just whatever is open, whatever availability is out there, I, I go for it. Fill it. Awesome. I appreciate it. Anything you anything you want to say? Anyone you want to shout out? Um, shout out to my dad. Um, I knew that uh, I recently just found out that he wanted to be a stand-up comedian. And then I... I showed up so he wasn't able to pursue that career so shout out to my dad he helps me with some jokes shout out. uh shout out to my mom she's she's the best uh shout out to all my keystone buddies out there shout out to the depot shout out to 
um, Taylor Doc, Shane Doc, uh, Cooper Doc, and Jed Yo, Doc. Yeah, I'm gonna um, shout them out as well. I'm with you on that one. Yes, and uh, I, I really, uh, I, I mean, since I've been doing comedy the past two months, I mean, people have really, really been supportive of me. So, like, uh, like, like we were saying to those open micers, you know, like you might not think people are on your side like with doing that if you want to choose that as a career but you will be surprised who is on your side and uh makes a whole world of difference i bet yeah so you can you can catch me on facebook brennan rigda um on twitter uh b rigda and instagram brennan underscore rigda that's where you can catch my social media awesome awesome and some of your stand-up is available on there as well yes um along with just being a naturally funny guy i'm sure you probably share and post funny content (laughs) yeah um whenever i can i do a lot of on my twitter i do a lot of like funny stuff and then i do a lot of sports stuff i'm a sports guy so okay so it's a good mix of both then Mm -hmm. um i think honestly you, you you speak to a good amount of my viewers um so i'm glad that you were able to come on thank you for coming on Oh, um, it's been a pleasure, bro. Thank you for having me. This has been this has been so much fun. I, see, I, I can agree, honestly. Uh, this was this was awesome. I'm glad that this even got put together. Um, you know, a, a mutual friend of ours um, set this up, and uh, it worked out perfectly. I mean, we made it happen quick. I mean, this was this was good. This was fun. This was a lot of fun, and I would be happy to do the podcast at any other time in the future. Man. I'm. I might take you up on that. (laughs) All right, for sure. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Mind If I Crash podcast. I will catch you guys next week. Just so you know, this is now available on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and SoundCloud. If you guys have any questions, um, comments, you want to see someone in particular on the show, message me on any of my platforms, most of you guys follow me on there, uh, Tristan Taliano on pretty much everything, or the Mindify Crash Instagram page. Um, we might be dropping some merch soon, so let me know what you guys want to see. Thank you, and I'll see you soon.